and welcome to Kojak's Nursing Journey podcast. I'm Kojak, a student nurse at Robert Gordon University, studying the Dual Honours Nursing Programme in Children and Young People and Adult Nursing. I'm really excited to welcome Elise Renson to the podcast today. Before we get started, here's three facts about Elise. Elise is a neonatal transport nurse. She specialises in neonatal nursing and registered in 2014 at the University of Dundee. Welcome Elise, thank you for joining me today. It's really great to have you on the podcast. So Elise, where did your nursing journey start? Hi Chloe, thank you for having me on the podcast today. Um, My nursing journey started in 2011 is when I started university and then qualified in 2014. So I went to university in Dundee and when I qualified I left and went down to Oxford and worked in the John Radcliffe Um, and when I was down there I worked in their neonatal unit. I left the JR and went down to Southampton and worked in the Princess Anne um, and again worked in the neonatal unit there and then I came up to Glasgow and worked in the neonatal unit in the Royal Hospital for Children and then since then I have gone on to work for Scott Star in the neonatal transport team. That's super early, thank you. Uh, can you share a bit about what student nurses can expect from the specialism while on placement and why newly qualified nurses should consider working within the specialism? Yeah, um, nurses that come to work in neonates and student nurses, there's such a vast amount of stuff to learn and it's so different from any other area of nursing, but it's, it is a very interesting one. So student nurses, you can learn about the respiratory system and different kinds of ventilation. So anything from nasal cannula through to high flow CPAP, ventilators and invasive ventilation and different kinds um, and about different re- weaning regimes um, and things like that. You can also learn, learn about the cardiovascular system and how fetal regulation changes to um, regulation, fetal circulation <laughs> changes to um, newborn circulation and different kind of cardiac conditions and um, things that newborns are born with. Um, so PDAs and ASDs, VSDs, different things like that. Um, when it comes to basic cares and things, it's a good place to to get plenty of practice for that. You'll be changing a lot of nappies and doing a lot of feeds, but it's also quite good for when you're feeding to learn about different feeding techniques, um, breastfeeding, bottle feeding, helping parents with all that. It's good to learn about fluid regulation and the the other really good thing to do in neonates as well is actually go down to labour ward and go to deliveries. Um, It's amazing to see different deliveries and see how babies are when they are initially born. So some babies need extra support, some need inflation breaths, um, some come out crying and screaming and that's exactly what we want. But we a lot of the time go to deliveries that are a bit more complex and it's really good to see them and understand why what happens at delivery impacts on the future care of that baby so it's 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 a very good good placement to have and for anybody that wants to go on and do it as a newly qualified nurse I, I would definitely recommend it it's it's what I did and I absolutely love it it's such a rewarding job to be in it can be quite stressful at times but the majority of the time it's, it's a really really nice environment and 
there's a lot more good days than bad and it's just yeah it's amazing super thank you elise i would totally agree with what you said as a student nurse currently on a placement uh, within the neonatal unit um, i would say it's a very specialized placement experience it's very different to what, I, what i've experienced um before um and you can expect a lot of feeds different types of feeds which you mentioned so tube feeding bottle feeds um expressed breast milk feeds and um, doing the calculations um, so that's milk cal calculations and uh, your TCIs and your medication calculations and I would say it's a real privilege to have the opportunity to to look after babies um, and it's really nice to see their progression as well from for example from intensive care to high dependency to then get into that stage of special care yeah it's amazing and when you see them finally get to go home it, it's it just makes everything worth it it's, it's really really nice yeah it's really special um so definitely a great place to have a student nurse experience um and yeah super okay um so are there any specialist qualifications required to carry out this specialist role so you can work in a neonatal unit um without additional modules obviously because you know, everybody needs to start somewhere so depending on where you are um you some places accept adult nurses as well um into neonatal units and then other places are midwives and pediatric nurses it just depends on what area um and what health board you go to um but usually it's your pediatric um nursing degree or midwives um in neonatal units once you are in a neonatal unit, you can continue um, working in special care. And um, but if you usually when you go to kind of high dependencies and intensive cares is when they start um, asking for you to do your work based learning. So your intensive care modules and your high dependency modules. So that's your postgraduate in um, neonatal intensive care, which is a really, really good course to do. It gives you a um, kind of better foundation of knowledge to expand on over your career. And certainly for what I do in um, Scott Star and Retrieval, it's an essential um, part of the role that you need your neonatal intensive care course. That's fantastic. Thank you, Lise. And can you tell us a bit about what your current role entails? So my current role is with the neonatal transport and retrieval team. So we, um, we do a lot of uh, different transfers. So we do emergency transfers and elective transfers um, because it works slightly differently between us and the paediatric services and the fact that the paediatric services are funded for emergency transfers only and we're funded for um, electives as well. So we, we get to see both sides of it, which is quite nice. So we can um, we will go and pick a baby up, say a baby's having bilious vomits. We'll pick them up, uh, stabilise them. If they require it, take them across to a surgical centre, so either Aberdeen, Edinburgh or Glasgow. Um, and then they are seen by the surgeons. They'll maybe back to the base unit if the um, contrast is normal. If they are suspecting something else or they find something else in the contrast, then they'll stay, they'll have surgery. Um, and then we come back a few days later or a few weeks later and we transfer them back to their base hospital. So there's a lot of different a lot of different parts to the role, but it's, it's um 
it's, it's good. So we, we go out with a um, consultant or a clinician, so an ANMP or a registrar in Glasgow, but the three teams are configured slightly differently. So the team in Aberdeen runs on a consultant and a nurse, and then the team in Edinburgh runs on a um, clinician, so an ANMP or a registrar and a nurse through there. So the teams are all configured slightly differently, but we all do the same role. And do you transport the babies via an ambulance? Is that right? So with our role, we um, well, we will transfer with um, ambulance by road. We will go with the King Air, which is our fixed wing plane, or we can go with Helimed, so the uh, ambulance helicopter, or sometimes if the weather's quite bad, we will fly with the Coast Guard. So it really just depends where we're going um, for the mode of transport that we use. So if we are going somewhere that's only an hour up the road, it's very unlikely that we would fly very, very unlikely that we would fly because it's um, you have to take into consideration what's best for the baby as well yeah. for the mode of transfer. If we are going to Shetland, then it's, it's clear we need, to, we need to fly to Shetland. So it entirely depends on where you are um, and how, how you get there. Super. And how do you find that um, working within a mode of transport? Um, it is good. It is very good. It's very different to working in a unit. There's a lot of different things that you need to consider. And I've definitely learned a lot since starting this job. Um, you, in transport, you're working in quite a confined space. Yeah. So you you don't have the, the luxury of being able to put everything everywhere and take lots and lots of stuff with you. You, you. you can't do that. You have to narrow it down and take your essentials and um, you work within the the space that you have, which is which is good. But um, the there's other things to consider. For you always have to consider your gases and how much gas you have on transfer, and if that's going to be enough for the ventilator or your high flow for the amount of time that you are on the road effectively so there's just lots of different things to consider in the unit you don't you don't have an unlimited gas supply that you do in the unit you you have to take lots of different things into consideration yeah a lot of forward a lot of forward thinking and i guess you're moving around a lot as well um with the movement of the transport as well yeah definitely so um, so someone said to me planning and preparation that's it definitely um super um, so did you see yourself in the position you are now when you first started your nurse training? Um, definitely not. Uh, when I first started my nurse training, I had my heart set on paediatrics and working in children's wards. Um, and I was actually really worried about my neonatal placement because I'd never seen it before. I'd never been in a neonatal unit and um, from what I'd heard, it was quite a daunting place and it, it really worried me. But actually, when I went in, I completely fell in love with neonates and I, I never looked back after that. It's just what I wanted to do. But definitely when I first came into nursing, I did not see myself doing neonates because it, it really scared me. But it isn't it isn't something to be scared of. It's an amazing place to work. And what would you say to your student nurse self now, having been on that journey that you have? I would probably say to myself now to make the most of university. You have so many resources and you have so many people there that can help and teach you a vast amount of things and definitely make the most of it. it three years goes by very, very quickly or four if you're doing the joint. It's 
um, it goes by extremely quickly and yeah, make, make the most of it while you're there. Great advice. And is that the same advice that you would um, give to student nurses and how they can be successful in their nursing journey? Yeah, I would definitely, so for student nurses and newly qualified and for, in fact for everything, when you start your nursing journey to when you finish it, you always need to ask for help, grab every learning opportunity because it's a job where you never stop learning. You'll always learn something. I still learn every day. There's there's so much to learn and just always ask for help when you need it and grab every every learning opportunity with both hands. Fantastic advice. Thank you, Elise. Um, so thank you for joining me today, Elise. I hope you've enjoyed your time on the podcast. Before we finish up, Dan posed the following question for you. As a transport neonatal nurse, you care for critically unwell neonates. What techniques have you taught yourself to keep good quality situational awareness? Um, I think definitely for me, it's always reassess, reassess, reassess. Um, you have to go back and you have to reflect a lot and reflect with your team members and just remind yourself where you are and definitely with us we're very good at debriefing after um after a job and seeing what we could do differently and when we're on the job we are constantly reassessing so it's just about not getting too caught up in the one thing that you're doing and you do have yeah just just not getting caught up in the one thing that you're doing so you especially with our job you can start on one thing and then you think all right we'll just do this oh we'll just do this oh we'll fix that oh we'll just do this and you can't do that because you end up almost spiraling into something and you need to really take a step back do what you need to do and then and then go from there um so yeah reassess 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 for us and certainly reflection always helps before we finish up, in the next episode, we'll be joined by Karen Jacks from the Ch- Children and Adolescent Mental Health Service. Karen is a children and young people's nurse and an independent prescriber who specialises in learning disabilities and mental health. So the power is now in your hands, Elise, to pose a question for the next guest speakers. What would you like to ask Karen? My question for Karen um, would be, you have um, a stressful job. How do you unwind and look after your mental well-being um, after a stressful day? So we'll hear from Karen in the next episode. Thank you for joining me today, Elise. I hope you've all enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed this, please leave a comment on my socials and follow me at Chloe Jack on her Mac. That's all for now, folks. Cheerio.